This podcast is not suitable for work. If you're under the age of 18, kindly and with all due respect, get the fuck out. I mean it. Go on. Bye-bye. Mm-mm. See you later. This isn't for you. Nope. Mm-mm. America has a strange relationship with sex. We're obsessed with it, but it terrifies us. We censor it because it's constantly being shoved down our throats. But our dirty little secret is we like things shoved down our throats, especially when we're in bondage or we're wearing leather or being slapped around a little bit. And, oh, God. <clears throat> I'm Sunny Megatron. Join Ken Melvoinberg and I as we explore, dissect, and demystify American sex. Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness. American Sex with Ken Melvoin Berg and Sonny Megatron. Ken, I'm ashamed of us because it is May. Fuck, what's Monday? Because when you're listening to it, it's Monday. I gotta go in the future. Wait for it. 14th. <laughs> I don't know. It's May something 10th. It's the middle of May which is masturbation may. And if we talked about masturbation at all, self-love, self-pleasuring, what, flicking the bean, choking the chicken, what are some other ones? Pounding the bishop. Pounding the bishop? Yeah. Is because of his hat? Yeah. Oh, I, oh, 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 but wait, putting mayonnaise on my knuckle sandwich. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, masturbation may. And I think this is appropriate because... Over the last, what, three or four days, we got inundated with sex toys. I got two huge boxes of really cool stuff from Blush Novelties, and I'm super excited to try it and, out. And we got one from Tango. Yes, but their dildos are like, they have the, the striped ones with different colors. They have rainbow and like Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I got some of the prostate toys. Yeah. And, the, and the colors are amazing. No, they have... Um, I wish I could see them. They have... <laughs> yeah, he's colorblind. They have leather flag ones. They have trans colors and uh, all sorts of... Like the different colors of the different pride flags and stuff, which is pretty cool. So... Okay. And a bunny butt plug. Yes. And I called dibs on that. Yeah, That's mine. Do I get to see you wear the bunny butt plug? Of course, plug? darling. Of oh. course you get to see me wear the bunny butt will plug. You, will you hop around for me? And will you also wear bunny ears? We, do we have any bunny ears? I will buy fucking bunny ears for you. If you buy fucking bunny ears for me, I will stuff that bunny tail butt plug up my ass and hop around for you and I'll eat a carrot. You know what? Speaking Will you of fuck me? Oh, oh, wait, wait. Let's get a big my, giant my carrot. Fuck first, me with it. My it first bunny. dirty toy as what? a child was a carrot. Oh. That's what I learned. That's the first thing I stuck up my butt. Here's what I want you to do. Other than a finger. Here's what I want. <laughs> this is my fantasy. Okay. You're going to wear the little bunny butt plug. Okay. I'm going to get you bunny ears. They have to match the butt plug. Yeah, the butt they're black, plug. black, okay, bunny, black ears. bunny ears. Yeah. I'm going to take a black eyeliner and put a nose and whiskers on your face. I already have whiskers. But bunny looking whiskers. I can do multiple mustaches. This is my fantasy. Oh, okay. Be quiet. So then. Be but, quiet. But I, I, my mental image has you the eyeliner and little whiskers and a little pink nose, right? And then, then. We're so you're gonna, turning me into a Snapchat filter? Yes. Then <laughs> we're going to go to Stanley's because at Stanley's they have those giant fucking carrots. I want to be like, feel like I'm being fisted by a carrot. Oh, the, the, yeah. They're like almost the, they're, huge. they're huge. They're like my arm. And then can you wiggle your nose? Oh, my God. He's wiggling it. Okay. 
I'm good. I'm good. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, thank you. So, hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sunny Megatron. And I'm Ken Melvoinberg. And welcome to episode 41 of the American Sex Podcast. This week's guest is, and you know what? We love all of our guests. And we always say, this week's guest I'm so excited about. But this week's guest is one of my best friends in the entire universe. She was the best man in my wedding and my number one friend to get in trouble with and do incredibly bad decision-making things. When we get together, we each have to look out for the other person. Uh, we, we don't go unattended. We always have to have a chaperone where we go because we make everybody not wear pants uh, because obviously we can't hear them. This week's guest is Miss Maya Sinstress. She has been a professional dominatrix for 18 years. Her specialties include predicament bondage, heavy degradation, cruel and unusual punishments, and mind-fucking. She's also a performer and artist and produces femdom and fetish video content. She recently relocated to Las Vegas, where she is still kicking ass and putting men in their place. This was such a fun conversation. Maya has got a completely twisted mind, and so do we. So when the three of us get together, it gets way out of hand. And speaking of that, I got to give you just like a little listener discretion advice for a little part of it. So if you've got a weak stomach, um, <laughs> when you hear us start to, to talk about come eating at that point, that is your trigger to just skip Don't ahead a few listen. minutes. At that point, yeah. <laughs> stop at come eating. Wait about, I don't know, what, seven minutes? Yeah, no, no, probably uh, four. four. Okay, probably three, but I'm saying four just as a, a minute buffer. This, this is your cum eating warning this, right now. Exactly, exactly. So, speaking of cum eating, this ties in nicely because <laughs> I say that all the time to our episode a few weeks ago. We went over kinky acronyms, and one of our acronyms was CEI, which is cum eating instructions. And I guess this story is more like cum eating instructions, like the PhD level. Like it, this is yeah, a, this is your three hundred one and higher level class. This is a story. Yep. And we're just going to keep with a BDSM theme with a listener question. A listener sent us this email. They say, I'm a fan of yours and just recently found your podcast on Stitcher. It's really fun listening to you guys, especially while at work. You've become my own naughty little secret, LOL. I have a question and I'm hoping that you could point me in the right direction. BDSM is something that interests me, but I like to play by myself a lot of the time. Are there types of solo BDSM or self-punishment play that I could try on my own? Now, this is really exciting when we yeah. get questions like this, because my first thought, and I, and we got to have her on at some point, is Shay. Um, and Shay is an amazing performer that does a bazillion different things. But one of the things that she's a specialist in, though, is self-bondage. And so I thought that we would have a little bit of a chat by that. But like, what were you thinking, Sonny? Oh, so many things. And yeah, Shay, if you've heard of Stefanos and Shay, that is half of the Stefanos and Shay couple. That's the Shay part. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> she does um, suspension bondage like by herself. It's gorgeous and beautiful. But really, like when it comes to self BDSM, there are so many different things you can do. And it really depends on the type of BDSM you like to engage in. So one of them is genital torture. Doesn't sound as bad as it, you know, sounds in words, but you can make it as as heavy or light as you want. One of the first things that I did when I was experimenting with BDSM was I took two wooden clothespins, no, four, four wooden clothespins, and I put them on each side of my outer labia, my labia majora. So there was like, boom, boom, on one side, two on one side, two on the other side. Then I took silk scarves and tied them around my thighs to the point where it would 
open up the clothes, like the ends of the clothespins were underneath the silk scarves tied to my thighs. Mm-hmm. So I was like spread open, like, I don't know, an ocular speculum, like if my labia was an eye, which is so weird. <laughs> But you get what I'm saying. And that was just a lot of fun feeling that little bit of bondage and feeling myself held open that way. And when it comes to clamps and clips, you, I, I brought home uh, binder clips from the office, all sorts of things like potato chip clips. I love using those for our interrogation scenes. Mm-hmm. They're, those are actually one of the most severe things that are out there as far as like pinchy type I have items. a secret. I have a secret, though. If your binder clip is too tight, mm-hmm. clip it around like a book or a big, thick stack of papers and just leave it there for a couple of weeks oh, and it'll loosen, loosen it, it up. up a little bit so it's not so tight. Yeah. Sex so, hack. Yeah, sex hack. Um, I wrote a couple of great articles about clips and clamps, and a lot of it is stuff you can do yourself on kinkly.com. I'll put those in the show notes at americansexpodcast.com too. Now, self-bondage is a huge thing, and I didn't really know about it until recently when I met someone who's really into it. Have I ever told you my story behind it? No. What? So I used to do this. Actually, it was something that I did at like uh, when I was first exploring my submissive side. Mm-hmm. And what I'd like to do, um, you know how double jointed I am, right? Oh yeah, you can, he can wrap so his head around his, or his my legs, head around my his legs, legs around my head. Flexible, <laughs> your legs around your head. So what I did was even more flexible when I was a young man, and I would take both legs, put them uh, behind my back. And then I would put clothespins all on, like all over my testicles and on my cock and on my inner thighs. And then I would uh, hit them off one at a time with a giant rubber band. And then to end the session, I would actually take a tweezers and pluck pubic hairs (gasps) out individually with a tweezer just for that extra pain. Oh my God, you're a masochist masquerading as a sadist. I know, right? Oh. When that bunny outfit happens, maybe we can talk a little more. But back to our question. <laughs> so there are websites like selfbound.net that has stories and, you know, links to different suppliers. You can buy specialized BDSM self bondage kit, like self hog tie sets and stuff. But there's a safety issue when it comes to self bondage. You're by yourself. So I would recommend just doing the light stuff that you can get out of super easily. To me, it's more of just like mentally like, oh, I feel tied up, but I really can get out in three seconds because shit can go really wrong when it comes to bondage, especially if you have nobody to get you out. Yeah, It's one of the reasons why when we're doing professional like movies or uh, video shoots, when we're doing the illusion of bondage, we want to use knots that we can get people out a little bit faster. So if you're noticing that there's uh, some specific tie that you would be looking for normally, uh, if you're like really big into rope bondage, you may not see that with those. And that's for a, just a safety factor so that you can get people out that much quicker. Mm-hmm. If you are interested in electric play, a TENS unit is great for solo play. You can smack the pads onto your part of your body you want to and use a little controls to control it. I've written, I know at least I've written a TENS unit article. I'll also link in the show notes. I don't know if you have or not, but Probably, I'll yeah. link what I can find. <laughs> I yeah. don't remember. One great website is called One Submissive act oh that, this is a com. brilliant website yes. if you haven't seen it yet so granted you know you're kind of getting hooked up with somebody else on one submissiveact.com and it could be from anything from exchanging dirty pictures and you could be in a, as anonymous as you want to actually giving out or accepting kinky assignments depending on if you're so what, submissive what is the basic or, idea behind one submissiveact.com that you get to to have a limited amount of partner play but it's also completely anonymous and the way it's done when you you know sign up or 
start filling out your little sheet. It's very step by step when it comes to consent. Like, what, is it video based or? I think it can be however you want. Like, you can do where it's like you so take sort a of picture chat to roulette, prove. but with Skype. Exactly, but there's a lot of negotiation involved, so you can customize it to what you're comfortable with. So there's a, there's a lot of possibilities there. If you are into chastity, whether you're a key holder or you want to wear a chastity device yourself, you can use a site like emlalock.com. That's a chastity management site that's amazing. Again, that's usually for two people. However, if you're the person, if you have a penis and you're wearing a chastity device, you can use Emla Lock yourself to put yourself into chastity, to have other people on the website, let's say, make you play games, like games of chance, so you can make your chastity time go up or down, and it's pretty cool. Or you can just do it completely by yourself. And I don't know, just like get creative with with psychological play. You know, you can establish your own rewards and punishments for tasks that you completed. There's one that you like, Ken, writeforme.org. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like, it's, you know, when you write lines like, I will not blah, 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 blah. So you can tell yourself, you know, let's say you're using your BDSM as a motivation, like I'm going to go to the gym three times this week, or I'm going to file my taxes not late, or you know, whatever it is, and you've complete and you haven't completed your task, you can make yourself write lines like, you know, I'm a lying bitch that didn't file my taxes and whatever it is. Or somebody else can make you write lines electronically. Exactly. Like, so, and the great thing about this particular website, you can't cheat. So there's no copy pasting. Mm-hmm. You can also do orgasm denial and control with yourself. Again, I wrote about that for Kinkly. There's a downloadable guide. I'll link in the show notes. And really the only limit is your imagination. Granted, don't do shit that's super dangerous, but there's a lot you can do by yourself. Hey, Sonny, do you know what time it is? <laughs> it's time for me to burp. Pulled up. <laughs> it just like, crawled up. Hold on. Oh, Was that like stuck. a surprise vomit? <laughs> Hold on. Okay. In it's heartfelt appreciation vomit time. <laughs> Very good. Almost. It's big welcome and heartfelt appreciation time for the new members of our Patreon family. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I had to burp. So Lynette. Oh, is that our Lynette? It is. Uh, I was going to say. We love you, Lynette. We miss you. Bunny, bunny, bunny. Oh, I'm going to be a bunny and she's a bunny. You are. <laughs> you're very excited. Uh, Lynette, Gadget, Tim, Lauren, Black and Blue, Robert, Misty, Tensley, and Chelsea. Holy crap. That sounds like the best law firm ever. <laughs> <laughs> Or like the doctors, like, calling black and blue, Robert Misley, Tensley, and Chelsea. (laughs) No, but there's a lot of you, and we really appreciate it. You all joined our Patreon family in this past week. We appreciate your support so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. And we're officially at 63 Patreon family members, which I can hardly believe. Our Thanksgiving dinner is going to be so fucking kick-ass. It is. That many family members. Oh, my God. No, but this also means that... All right, if you were listening last week, you know that we made a bet and we said, we're, we, we're not going to get to 100 Patreon followers by July 5th. And if we lose that bet, we are going to take 100 spanks with one oh, of our most. thank God. I forgot. I knew it was something with like, I lost the bet and I, something happened oh, to my you, ass. He was I couldn't looking at me like you were having an old man moment where you're like, oh shit, did I lose something? Is she going to hit me? What's happening? <laughs> not yet. But it looks like we're, we are, we are going to get beat. She beats so here's, me. <laughs> Help. Here's I'm like Melania. Listen. Help me. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. 100 spanks. Ken takes 50. 
I take 50 and we give it to each other. So this is a very horrible position to put at two Satan. No, to put two sadists in. Oh my God. We do it at the same time? Like you do one, I do. Maybe. No, no, no. no. Let's do it at no, the exact same we gotta, time. We got to record it though and that might be too hard to do. I don't uh, know. We'll no, figure no. it out. I think, we'll I think figure we need it to out. do it at the same time. Okay. But yeah, we are going to record it so you'll you'll get to witness what happens. So keep joining our Patreon so we get to 100 before July 5th and you will get to see this happen. Can we do that at some point at one of the sex cons with Lily? Like all three of us get together and we do like a trio of spankings. <gasps> like a spank train. A spank choo, train. Choo, choo. Here comes the spank train. Yeah, I like this. Spank train. Spank we, train. A hashtag spank train. You heard it here first. Hashtag spank train. And as American Sex Podcast Patreon family members, you also get all our episodes early and a bunch of other perks too. One of which is a funny story. From this week's guest, Miss Maya Sinstress. It might just involve accidentally pooping on national TV. Also, all May Patreon members are going to get their very own jar of the butters, provided by peepshowtoys.com. You can still get in on that by one, becoming our Patreon supporter before May 31st, and two, by signing up for Peep Show Toys mailing list by texting the word Peep Show, that's P E E P. S-H-O-W, to the number 345-345. Peep Show Toys has a few other cool things for you this month, too. So first, they have offered my fans an exclusive deal on one of my favorite clitoral toys. It's the Manta Ray-shaped Mimic by Clandestine Devices. You can get 30 bucks off a Mimic for a limited time when you use the code Sunny. Mimic at checkout. Yeah, that'll be in the show notes. And I also have another amazingly awesome deal with peepshowtoys.com on one of my other favorite toys in the world. Our, <clears throat> our favorite toys in the world? Oh, our favorite toys in the <laughs> world, yes. <clears throat> Cough. Enjoy pure wand. Cough. <clears throat> Package with a jar of the butters. <clears throat> Cough. So, Gotta uh, cough to get off because yes. it's masturbation May. <laughs> so anyway, I'll have all the details of that in my show notes. But I am telling you, when you unlock my exclusive price, you are going to wonder if it's a mistake. It is such a great deal. Lastly, I have teamed up with Peep Show Toys to give away a Femme Fun Ultra Bullet. Well, two Femme Fun Ultra Bullets, really, because one's for you and one's for your friend. For the me? giveaway. No, you can use mine though. I oh. mean, we're married. Uh, <laughs> You'll be actually pointed at me though. I'm when just you talking that. with my hands. I'm pointing everywhere. <laughs> but the giveaway is running now on my Instagram. I'm Sunny Megatron on Instagram. And there'll be a link to that in the show notes. And as always, you always get 10% off everything at Peep Show Toys when you use the code SUNNY, S U N N Y, at checkout. We're also doing another giveaway this month with Castle Megastore. We're giving away a Dami app-controlled mini wand massager. To enter to win your own, go to sunnymegatron.com slash Dami. That's D-O-M-I. Giveaway ends June 3rd. You also get 20% off select items at castlemegastore.com when you use the code SUNNY, that's S-U-N-N-Y, at checkout. And Great Lakes friends, if you didn't hear... Wait, Detroit's Great Lakes, right? I didn't fuck that up. No. Michigan, yes. Michiganians, no, Michiganians, Michigan, Michi- Michi- what are they called? You're from there. Michigansans, Michiganese. That's it, Michiganese. Yes, you nailed it. <laughs> hey, right Michiganese. Actually, actually, we're divided up into two different races. We have the Upers, which live up in the Upper Peninsula. Oh, because it's up. 
And I'm technically a troll because I live beneath the Mackinac Bridge. Okay. Hey, trolls. And youpers. And youpers. But mostly the trolls. Okay, trolls and youpers. We're going to be in the Detroit area the last weekend in May. Yeah, at the Club Ascension Memorial Day Chicken Barbecue event. It's a weekend of classes and fun, 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 dirty play. We're teaching our interrogation class and our kink and humor class so if you haven't gotten your tickets make sure you use code sunny when you get them and you'll get five dollars off your admission fee and by the way peep show toys is sending us with a couple of cordless original magic wands to give away and i'm not sure exactly how we're going to give them away yet but ken and i are creative and devious as you'll hear from this episode when we talk to maya our minds are like whoa oh, oh, but speaking so, of devious one what? of the things i wanted to add that they're going to be doing at the ascension memorial day chicken barbecue event is a bar wire suspension which is sounds completely awesome i can't wait to see that northern rebel is going to be doing this suspension and there will be blood there will be fun there will be barbs and wire and boobs it's going to be amazing you know what i also want to see what i want to see a barb suspension someone dresses up as barb from stranger things and they just suspend her as a barb suspension (laughs) i bet you the demogorgon suspended her Oh, my God. Okay, we should get to the interview, you know right? What? And that's why I love you. That's why I married you right there, because of Barb suspension. <laughs> Poor Barb. And on to this week's interview with my best friend in trouble, the best man in my wedding, the most amazing dominatrix in the United States, Miss Maya Sinstress. I am so incredibly excited about our very, very special guest today. This person is a major influence in my life. She was the best man in my wedding. She was one of my favorite people. You're not dead, so you're not was. You're, you are. <laughs> like a eulogy. What I the hell? You are one of my favorite people wow. in the universe. One of my best friends and the influence for a lot of what Sonny and I do in our classes. It is Miss Maya Sinstress. Maya, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and taking time away from Princess Thunderpuss to be with us here today. <laughs> Hi, Maya. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I want to, before we get into all of like the dirty, unbelievable, jaw-dropping, deliciously devilish things that you do, yes. let's get Princess Thunderpuss out of the way. So who is Princess <laughs> Thunderpuss and might we hear her? We will probably hear from her. She is my Sphinx kitten who's not even a year old yet and she's running around meowing like crazy she's absolutely adorable but yeah she'll probably make a cameo so i love her i love her yeah you can't not love her and you can see her on your Instagram, if I'm not mistaken, like in like probably almost Snapchat, daily. Like, yeah. Almost daily. So. Yeah, I get almost my daily. daily my daily Snapchat princess fix. Like, yeah. and I'm always like, oh, and I show my kids. I'm like, kids, look, and I'm like, oh, don't look at that snap. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can Proceed only see the caution. cat ones, not the like, you know, the cum eating torture mummification videos. But no, all right. Yeah. Well, so, Sid can. She's she's old enough to do that at this point. But it's weird watching that oh, with sorry. your kid. I just said her That's name. That's fine. It's weird watching that with your. Kid. Yes, we'll just take that out altogether. No, it was good. Okay, now you've ruined fine. it. Okay. Now you've ruined it. I, well, I ruin everything. That's my job. <laughs> okay, cool. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's start by talking a little bit, just in general, about um, being a pro dom. Now, I remember, like back when you first started, I've been I'm that old where I can remember like the beginnings of Miss Maya Sinstress yeah, because I've been doing it for 15 years before you had even started. Well, I've been in the the industry for 18 years now. I started in 2000. Right. I remember. Yeah. Really long time ago. 
And it was just amazing. You made such an impact on people in Chicago when you first came here, and they were just blown out of the water by everything from the humiliation stuff you do to just the the general concept of how you design a scene. You are absolutely one of the cleanest, most creative and inventive doms that I've ever worked with. And like, I just want to talk to you a little bit about, and it's, it seems kind of counterintuitive to go with the basics, but yeah, but I think a lot sure. of people yeah. have, have questions like what exactly is a pro dom? You know, there, there are people who haven't, um, they're not in that world. They're not in the fetish world. So they conflate being a pro dom with like an escort. You know, they don't really right. know what goes into being a pro dom. So can you give us like the bare bones basics of like, what is a pro dom and what do they do? Yeah. I mean, there certainly is a lot of confusion about it. I feel like especially with younger generations, they almost always assume that pro doms are people that have uh, sex with clients for money when that is usually not the case. Pro doms specialize in things like heavy bondage, humiliation, slave training, chastity training, medical play, uh, scenes of that nature. Some of them can be more sexualized. Some of them are more cathartic. Some of them are more pain-based, but yeah, as a pro-dom, we provide uh, those sort of scenes and fetish indulgences rather than the, uh, you know, penetrative sex and things of that nature. So that's what we do for a living. Yeah. What, Sonny, oh, you're, you're, just, you're fingering me. What's I, going, well, not, not fingering, fingering me, you. but no. you're, you're pointing like, your finger you at know. me. Now, I was curious, what are your typical clients? Because a lot of people have the assumption, which may be based on some truth, you're going to tell us, that a lot of your typical clients are kind of your wealthy conservative businessmen like Donald Trump or, you know, are is that your typical client or who is your typical client? I feel like clients are typically male Republicans that are middle aged or older Certainly being so able that stereotype to is, is true. It is true. Being able to see a professional nominatrix is a luxury. So it's more for wealthier people than it is working class, especially if people are playing on a regular basis. It gets to be a pretty expensive habit. But yeah, it definitely is older, wealthier men that primarily come in and play. You know, it's interesting uh, that it, it is a hobby for people. And that's one of the things that a lot of folks don't realize. This isn't you're, you're not their girlfriend. You're not something that has any kind of a relationship with these people. But they are hobbyists that are involved in a very expensive hobby and they have to have enough money. And I might add to those of you that have never seen a professional dominatrix before. If you can't afford at least a $50 tip on top of their regular price, don't bother coming. <laughs> and you also definitely need to tip the person who is going to be like pinching your nipples and spanking you and putting a unicorn mask on your head. Like I'm just saying, if you're in somebody's gentle, you know, you know, if you're in their gentle care, you want to be able to tip them. And <laughs> tipping, them happy. Yeah. tipping is very considerate, especially doing so ahead of time, because that kind of acts as a bribe. And if someone tips me ahead of time, brings me a present, I'm more likely to keep them playing for longer, not pay attention to a clock and just have fun and enjoy our time together rather than, you know, having that hour to hour time frame to work with them. What are some of the basic rules of etiquette that you like to see in submissives that come to see you other than tipping, obviously being polite, respectful, honest about what you can handle and enjoy honest about your previous experiences. Those are all really important in, in washing your balls. That's incredibly important. <laughs> whenever you're seeing anybody. 
Hygiene's incredibly important. Yeah. So <laughs> you- monitoring your diet the night ahead of time, oh. showering, shaving, all of those elements are important. Yes, man manscaping is incredibly important. So do you get do you get and I, I presume most of your clients are men. So mm-hmm. do you get men that come in and they're just rude as fuck to you? Does that happen? I screen people really well, especially mm-hmm. because I've been doing this for so long. I really don't tolerate bullshit anymore at all. So if someone emails me wanting to come in and play, I don't like their attitude. Or if they say something inappropriate, I just instantly block them. I don't give them a reason why. I don't try to educate them anymore. It's just like, nope, I can tell you're going to be a dick and I have no interest in playing with you. I don't need the money. I don't care for that attitude. So I'm just not going to see them. You know, and that's a very interesting point in that when you're going to somebody that is a service oriented person, you don't ask them to do emotional labor on top of the physical labor that they're already doing. Well, I have a question for you, though. Speaking of emotional labor, isn't the the part of your job description? You know, I've heard a lot of pro doms say, yes, you're doing physical things. You're spanking. You're humiliating. You're doing this. But there is a part of you that is kind of like a. I don't know, a twisted psychologist in a way, like how much of it is more emotional and cerebral? I would say a lot of it, but it it depends on who you are and what your play style is. I like to get inside people's heads tremendously. And if I can get them to open up, get to know more about them, I definitely play in a mental aspect. And usually the end of scenes with me it takes a while for my clients to kind of calm down and get back into reality. So I have to spend a lot of time doing aftercare because they're kind of just deep in subspace and out of it. And then they exit the scene. It takes some time to get back into it. And then it's usually three or four days later that I get the email of, Oh my God, I'm just finally coming down from that session now. Thank you for everything. Yeah, it's pretty cute. So I have a theory, you know, based on some of the the cis men specifically that I've played with. I play with mm-hmm. a lot of guys that are into, you know, humiliation, sissification, things that are stripping them of their manhood sort of thing. And my theory sure. is that, you know, as women, we go through a lot of just trauma being socialized as women and getting, being shit on by society. But so do men. You know, they're they're expected to always be the strongest, the smartest, the provider, the best, the this, the that. And they're not allowed to be emotional. They're not allowed to be sissies or pussies or whatever. And I find, at least with the people that I play with, a lot of men who indulge in those feminization or you know pussified sort of things my theory is they're kind of working out their their trauma as being you know socialized as having to be masculine what do you think about that and have you seen that in the clients that you see they certainly could be trying to work through those issues but i do feel like gender issues have shifted so much these days that men don't have to be you know the providers and you know the strong uh you know, whatever. They don't have to be that uh, stereotype anymore. They can be more of themselves, but certainly some people are still trapped in that. And they do like having the outlet of being broken down and being sissified, being made fun of. Uh, That helps them break that standard mold. Definitely. So one of the things we love about you, I mean, there's many things to love about you, Maya. But one of the things we really love about you is your twisted ass mind like some of the (laughs) things that you do i'm like oh my god i cannot believe she did that but i'm like oh my god i can't believe she did that that's amazing 
amazing. Um, I, I know. Would definitely say I'm more known for my extreme heavy humiliation and public humiliation. That's yeah. People yeah. Most about me. Yeah. And you're you're so like right now like you're so calm and reserved. People are like, no, come on. But seriously, tell me about <laughs> some of your um, adventures in cum eating. I'm sure you have some good stories. Yeah, I do. I mean, cum eating is just so disgusting in general. And you know, there are people out there that get into it. There's a lot of people that want to be forced to eat their own cum, and they usually just fantasize about it and can't actually go through with it. So. I definitely like forcing people to eat their own cum, but in the most disgusting ways possible. So, you know, my one slave, uh, 66, that you guys see a lot on my social oh, we media love 66. and stuff, and you've met, yeah. Um, I don't know if he's particularly into cum eating. I never asked, and I don't care, but I make him <laughs> jerk off. <laughs> I make him jerk off into a container daily for months and save it up, and... After it's been a couple months and it's getting full, I use those containers for really disgusting sort of experiments and humiliation. Um, I think the most, well, there's a two that come to mind that were just so vile. <laughs> oh, do tell. And such things. Yeah, I actually threw up in my mouth several times and swallowed it down because it's so disgusting. Even though it's funny as hell and enjoyable for me, uh, it's still really gross. But yeah, so but we took one of the cum containers and I used a Cuisinart and whipped it into <laughs> this massive froth. So oh it's like God. 20 times the size. It's like, is it like meringue? meringue. It's like meringue. Yep. A cum meringue pie? A meringue it just, pie. It whips up into this huge mass. It smells awful. There's yellow chunks in it. It's oh. just vile. <laughs> you know, so I put an open mouth gag in him and a funnel in his mouth and was just, you know, spooning it into this funnel. Um, and he's like choking on it, having a really hard time. In that particular video, I actually did some slow motion effects because it was just so <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> and the sounds coming out of him were so horrible. But yeah, that was probably the grossest. And then the uh, second grossest, I would say, was taking the cum and making an omelet out of it and having him eat the oh. It was just steaming up. It was vile. Um, yeah, it, it was really awful to smell. That's when I learned to start putting peppermint oil in my nostrils. Oh, help, that's really uh, smart. Look it out. Yeah. Good advice for lifestyle people <laughs> and for pro doms. And by the way, speaking of lifestyle, uh, so Miss Maya is not only a professional dominatrix. With selected friends, she does participate in some things at private parties. And one of the parties that I had attended with her, we had an ookie gookie cookie contest. Can you oh please explain God, yeah. to our listeners? Yeah. About the Okie Dookie Cookie. You know, I would like to preface that we were at pretty much a normal party. Granted, That's a true. lot of the people there were kinky, but this was a, this an was a normal party. vanilla party. <laughs> but yeah, we walked in and there's like a cookie platter. And it's like, all right, are, are we going to start this or what? <laughs> but pretty much an Okie Dookie Cookie. Well, I mean, there's, there's different variations of it, but... Um, you know, you take a biscuit or a cookie and you have everyone jerking off on it in a circle and whoever comes last has to eat the cookie or a variation of that game. But, you know, I was just trying to get people to start jerking off on this cookie, knowing full well at the end of the night someone would eat it with enough persuasion, of course, consensually. Um, 
But yeah, so one by one, people start jerking off on this nasty cookie. And I have to admit, I came really fast on that particular event so that I wouldn't have to be the one to eat the cookie. I was thinking the most filthy, fucked up stuff ever just to come of this cookie. And I did need a little privacy, I have to admit, but I did come on the cookie sure. happily. And like, you had a stopwatch, so like, there was pressure there. <laughs> I forget what order were you. I want to say um, you were last. Were you last? No, no, or no. I, was, I wasn't no. last. I was fourth. Okay. <laughs> which was which was motivation in and of itself. Right, because you don't want to, you know, be smelling. A no. Really Stop cooking. Trying to jerk off. No, ma'am. No, you do not. All right. So on that note, we're going to take a break. When we get back, though, I do want to hear more disgusting stories. I want to talk <laughs> about some of those videos because, like, listeners, you can watch this shit. And then again, more disgusting stories because they're great. So we'll be right back. Hey, psst, did you know American Sex Podcast has a Patreon page? Becoming a Patreon member is a great way to show your support for this podcast. It works kind of like, I don't know, funding for national public radio or how PBS works. If you appreciate our work and the fact that we provide it to the world free of charge, then you can help support it. And as a member of our Patreon family, you'll be eligible for nifty, cool rewards like bonus episodes, surprises in the mail, and more. Oh, and you'll get all of our episodes early, bonus stories from guests, and access to our private Patreon feed. So you thinking about it? You want to know more? Check out all the details at patreon.com slash American Sex. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash American Sex. Castle Megastore. Once you see their sex toys, you'll want more. I have no idea if Castle Megastore actually has a theme song, but I really dig Castle Megastore. So that's my gift to you, Castle, your very own theme song. And you listeners get a gift, too. If you go to CastleMegastore.com and use discount code SUNNY, that's S-U-N-N-Y, when you check out, you will receive 20% off your order. That's amazing. Castle mega store when you get your sex toys you'll be on the floor because you'll be using them so much and they'll be so awesome and you'll save so much money you'll get more than one and then you'll climax for a really long time and you'll just be passed out and you'll be like oh my god give me water that was the best orgasm ever and we're back with miss maya senstress i'm still thinking about the cum color Cutler, not cutlery, culinary cum, <laughs> culinary cum. I like that. Cum cutlery is more Lorena Bobbert. That's a whole nother thing. So I have a question about the omelet, though. When you made the cum omelet, did you yeah. have them do it up like here's little chives and little pieces of ham and stuff, like something pepper it and make it good? No, we cooked it straight up. Yeah. Um, when I redo it again, I will use less heat because once we turn the heat up, it really dim- diminished in size, which was disappointing. Oh. Yeah, no, he didn't get any seasoning, nothing of the sort, just straight up cooked cum. Well, maybe that's better, though. You want him to taste the full brunt of the cooked cum. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to distract from the filth of it. So you you video a lot of these, like you have like video clip stores, or how, do, how does that work? Yeah, I have a member site, which is mistressmayasinstress.com, and I have several clip stores, so... 
I like to film a lot, especially aspects like that. That's something I really enjoy. That's not a stage scene. That was something we did in my kitchen. Um, so yeah, I like filming more realistic aspects of my life and my play style rather than just staged sort of short videos. Yeah. What have you, some of you, some of your most popular, but also most fucked up videos. And I mean, fucked up. That's a term of endearment. We love fucked up, but like, the stuff that's just like, oh my God, but everybody wants to see it. I mean, that kind of depends. I have a couple public humiliation videos that are really intense that are like, how do you get away with that in public? And then I have other videos that are very psychological that are play along at home, uh, forced intox videos. Ooh, what's forced intox? What does that mean? Um, it's kind of where you're drugging someone to make someone physically and mentally unable to have any power or control. They just have to submit in all aspects and you just kind of take over their mind and play with them. So I have a lot of people that watch my forced intox videos and play along at home and then call me telling me about the experiences that they had as I'm doing brain brainwashing along with it and putting triggers in their head and such. So those are fucked up, but in a different sort of level. And is that something that you would use like forced intox with alcohol or is it more like ambient? <laughs> oh, ambient is just cruel. <laughs> <laughs> I've had somebody I mean, talk to me on Ambien and it was like, what is happening? They don't even know what happened. They can't remember. You know, I'm prescribed Ambien and the times I take it or when I've, you know, not been able to sleep for a while. But I've woken up almost every single time with sandwich pillows. Um so, you know, you essentially you make food in the middle of the night on Ambien and anyone that's listening at home, I'm sure that's taken it has this experience. <laughs> oh, so now I get be- what you mean by sandwich pillows. I thought, is this some sort of fancy body pillow from Japan that I don't know no, about? No, like, you, you were sleeping <laughs> on sandwiches? You wake up and you cook. Oh you wake God. up in the middle of the night and you start cooking and then like eat all this food in bed and wake up like... Yeah, I gave my friend one, and he woke up with popsicles <laughs> all melted next to him. And I told him ahead of time, you know, you're going to end up with sandwich pillows. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but there's a the text the next day of the, you know, the the pillow popsicles. Oh, my like, God. Yeah. There is a great subreddit on on Reddit called the Ambient or like Ambient Walrus or whatever. I suggest you and everyone listening go to Reddit and type in Ambient Walrus and just it's read the post. Hilarious. It's either people who are like, I took Ambient and I woke up and I found, you know, the weirdest shit or people who are actually on Ambient while they're typing and they don't remember yeah. what the fuck they're saying. And then they come back to the post the next day. I don't know if we should be glorifying like laughing at drug use, but I mean, it's fucking hilarious. So whatever. It's, you know what? Yeah. It's fucking funny. I'm sorry. There's we have to draw a line in the sand yeah. somewhere. And, and I it's think it's behind the ambient. Consensual <laughs> consensual ambient use is within the realm of my mockery. It is. Exactly, exactly. So what, yeah, for forced intox, uh, you you know, you could use ambient. I wouldn't recommend it at all. <laughs> but um a lot of people use alcohol or they use poppers or whippets. Can or, you tell us what poppers you know, are? Things of that nature. Poppers are amyl nitrate, I believe is what you call it. Yep. And it pretty much fucks you up really quickly for a short period of time, but it does have residual effects. Um, and it's really good for anal play. So people like using it to kind of open up their ass more. So it's, uh, so they're more uh, relaxed about it. So I have a fun story. Uh, so last year, 
at IML, which is International Mr. Leather, which is a huge leather convention for listeners listening who aren't familiar. It's in Chicago. There are thousands upon thousands of like gay leather men. And we did a family outing where it was myself, my daughter, who at the time was 21, and our uncle, who was 90 years old. So it was three generations going to IML. So we're walking through the vendor floor, looking at all the leather stuff and the floggers and like looking at the giant like dildos together and we walk by a um a table and he's like oh popper sample so my <laughs> so my 21 year old me and my 9 year old uncle we all sniffed poppers together <laughs> In public was, and yeah. IML. And we oh actually have God. one other funny popper story. Can you talk about that real quick? Oh, Sunny? shit. Yeah. Okay. So real quick, and I'm sure you know this, Maya, if you don't mm-hmm. open your bottle of poppers often periodically to let the gases out. You have to degas it yeah, every once in a while. Yeah, bad shit can happen. So we're sitting in our house and, you know, our neighborhood's kind of shooty. There's drive-bys and stuff sometimes. And uh, we hear just like, bam, and glass <laughs> flying. <laughs> And we're like, oh, no. oh my God. And we like, kids, get away from the windows. They're shooting the house. And you know, all this stuff. And then we start to smell this really strong chemical smell like paint. And the kids mm-hmm. are like, is someone painting? And at that moment, we realized our poppers bottle exploded in our bedroom and had been sitting right next to the window. <laughs> <laughs> so cautionary tale for those of you who have poppers sitting on a shelf somewhere, gassing every once in a while. Especially if they're in a glass bottle. Yeah. Just saying, like, learn, like, don't learn the hard way like we did. If we're going to go the route of talking about controlled substances and uh, oh, yeah, weird we forms are. of play, <laughs> I do have a pretty fun story. Let's hear it. I had a personal slave who I would keep in chastity the entire semester that he was in school, and he would be let out over breaks. Um, it did improve his grades quite tremendously, which was awesome. But on this particular occasion, the semester was over. So I told him he could be let out of chastity, but there would be some consequences. So I fed him a Viagra. (laughs) And I invited some of my friends over who are strippers and took him out of chastity. But then I immediately injected his dick with lidocaine. So he had this raging erection that he couldn't feel and beautiful women around him teasing him. (laughs) He's not crying when he got a boner and he can't feel it. Oh, my God. So that was really, it was really fun and really mean. And then, you know, a couple hours later when his clocks are going down, he went right back in chastity. It was just like, ah, sucks to be you. That's awesome. <laughs> this is why we love your brain, Maya. <laughs> this this is exactly why we love Maya's brain and why we have to, you know, attribute the majority of our humiliation class to variations of things that we've either participated with Maya or have heard stories of things that she has done. So, Maya, without you, we wouldn't have a humiliation class. I'm just saying. It's it's the gospel. It's absolutely true. It's like an hour of, let us tell you stories about Maya. (laughs) But but we get paid for it. So, at some point, we need to take you out for a nice dinner when we're in Vegas. Awesome. Just to thank you for all of the the great stories that you have shared with us through the years. Now, before we get off of humiliation onto other things like cuckolding, because I want to talk about that. But you had spoken of public humiliation. And so, Mm -hmm. now, there's this fine line between like how do you humiliate someone in public and do these really extreme things without intimately involving innocent bystanders but i know you have a twisted brilliant mind so what are some of the devious things that you've done when it comes to publicly humiliating somebody 
First, I definitely want to say that, you know, public humiliation, there is definitely a consent issue. You don't want to involve people around you that aren't okay with what you're doing or playing along. Uh, that's not okay. Um, but if you do want to do public humiliation, there's plenty of things that you can do that don't really involve other people. Or if they do, the other person isn't going to know that what, what you're doing is a kink activity. It can be something as small as making someone wear a diaper outside of the house and, you know, shitting in public on themselves where nobody around is going to know. But they certainly know. They're very aware of what they just did and think everyone's looking at them, you know, when, when in all reality, nobody is. One really fun activity that I did before was taking, well, a slave taking me out to dinner. And I had three remote controls with one was to a fart machine. <laughs> you could just add the story there and it would be brilliant. But keep going. Please keep going. <laughs> one was to a shock collar, so an electrical collar that was around his balls. And then one was to a vibrating bullet that was in his ass. So I had all three remotes just out on the table. And the waiter walked by kind of looking at them, but never questioned and, you know, the slave was very nervous every time he came up to the table, but it's just like, I would put my hands over them and periodically press any of the buttons or all of them. And, uh, (laughs) you know, he would have quite the reaction of jumping up and, you know, trying to order an appetizer (laughs) with getting shocked. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Sonny, real quick, this is eerily similar to our seventh date. Yeah. (laughs) But it was with a vibrating bullet. Just a vibrating bullet egg. Yeah, no, I wasn't shocking her. She would turn it on when the server would come and then I would come and, you know. Um, (laughs) So did the server just think, you know, he had some interesting tics? Like, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) The server was, you know, just, you could tell he was like, there's something going on here. I don't know what it is, but I'm just going to leave it be. So we weren't being too obnoxious about it. Oh, God. So cuckolding. That's one thing mm-hmm. that you really, really, really like to do. Yeah, and absolutely. and it's it's a, a word that, you know, even if listeners aren't familiar with what it is, they're like, does that have something to do with Republicans? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> well, <laughs> so, actually, yeah, yes, it does. Well, <laughs> but but in, well, in one thing I want to add, one, one thing I want to add really fast, there's over 50 different types of cuckolding and some of them are involving race. Some of them are not. Right. And so this is something that I want to make clear to begin with, that there is a variety of different types and not everybody does every type. Right. And it doesn't necessarily have to have a racial element but really to kind of get everyone on the same page Maya in a nutshell what is cuckolding I mean cuckolding is different things to different people and I think originally what it started off with was something very different from what it's progressed to but cuckolding is typically being in a female led relationship where the male is submissive and he's treated more as um, kind of a pet or a sissy rather than a real man, while the female that's in charge goes out and seeks multiple lovers and enjoys herself with them without having a sexual relationship with the cucked husband or slave. Um, and there can be sexual aspects such as, you know, cream, cream pie eat up or being a fluffer. So, you know, having to suck cock of the alpha male stud. Oh, and like getting There's them ready for the wife aspects. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And can yeah. you explain yeah. what a cream pie is really quick? 
<laughs> I would really hope your audience would know what a cream pie is, especially but since they, we've been talking about they cum may not, for a half they hour. They're delicious. You know, like we were talking about ambient and food. Like maybe he brings desserts Although, to her when and her we, lover. When we were traveling on vacation out east, like we went to Boston and every three minutes, Sonny was making jokes about getting a Boston cream pie. And yeah, the kids were in the car and they didn't know they were younger. So they, they were didn't like, know. Oh, donuts. Awesome. And I was like, hey, Ken, we're in Boston. Let's get a cream pie. And I'd make eyes and I'd try not to laugh. And the kids were like, yeah, is there a Dunkin' Donuts around? And we were like, nah. no, not that kind of cream pie. Yeah. That's not what we're talking yeah, about. Cream pie is just shooting cum inside someone and then, you know, either squatting over and shooting it out or just, you know, pushing it out. So a lot of uh, cucks like to eat cream pies of alpha male cum out of their their wives or, you know, female dominant. So why are we talking about cuckolding with you, Maya? <laughs> what have you got to tell us about cuckolding? I mean, it's something I enjoy in my personal life, especially, you know, being someone who's poly and being very much into humiliation. Um, it's just something I've always enjoyed throughout my life. And it's something I do in personal aspects and also things that I do with my clients. So Mm-hmm. I have several slaves that like that aspect of knowing that they're not real men being degraded in that aspect and being humiliated by seeing me enjoy myself with a young, you know, 25 year old stud with a 10 inch dick that's heavily tattooed. By the way, I'm in Vegas and single. For those big dick tattoo listeners, you know. Hey. <laughs> And, and by big dick, she means 11 inches or larger <laughs> and good enough to pound her cervix into the ground. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so by I the am. way, your house in Vegas, does it have places for things like pink flamingos or blow-up dolls on the outside, just in case somebody was to stop by? And... Uh, you know, I'm part of a homeowner's association. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we can't do the games that we used to do. Out. So tell Ken. Blow dolls on the yard. <laughs> tell why you asked that question. So there, well, there's a number of reasons why I asked that question, but <laughs> one of the things is that uh, many of Maya's friends have a tradition of going to her house and decorating the front yard with a variety of absolutely silly and or disgusting things. And one of the things that I did was brought a, a love doll, a bunch of stuffed animals, uh, a, a, two Clown bottles drops. of your favorite wine. Yeah, that was the. I'm sorry. That was. I'm sorry. Well, the other thing is, I'm a terrible liar and an an even worse ninja. And I was trying to be all sneaky outside of her house, and she was like texting me, so like, Ken, what are you doing, creeping outside of my house in the front yard? It's not me. me. I did. It's not me. I heard you and your daughter giggling in my yard. I'm like, what's going on? That was probably the best lawn prank. Uh, that was pretty funny and we, received, yeah. and we may or may have not have done other pranks so if there there may have may or may not have been some things involved in the media with clowns in cemeteries <laughs> which may also have to be done in vegas at some point or non-stop anal just or non-stop saying. anal yeah. on, the, on, the, on your, on your closest stop sign there's the same like outside our house right now here in chicago there is a non a stop and an anal on that sign right next to our house yeah I will not take credit for any of that, but I will just say whoever's doing such things, I appreciate them. (laughs) (laughs) So, Maya, um, one of the things that we wanted to ask you about was what is one of if you can just share one more story with us and then we'll sort of wrap up from there. But like, what is the strangest or most memorable request that you've had from a client that you can Mm. share with us today? It's a really tough question. Doing this for 18 years professionally was being my full-time job. 
I've had so many wonderful adventures with people. Um, it's hard to pick one, but what's an, immediately coming to mind is a punishment session I did. So this was punishment humiliation, so more degradation, not the fun sort of humiliation. But a slave fucked up, and I punished him by inviting a group of women over. I preset a kiddie pool, and we did our version of a tar and feathering. Oh, I remember so, that. Yeah, we covered him in chocolate syrup, put neon craft feathers all over him, <laughs> and I gave him the option of wearing a garbage bag over his tar and feathering and his car for the ride home, since I wouldn't give him his clothes back. <gasps> that and, and by the way, your professional college degree has added so much to your, your job. Look, Mom, I'm using my art degree. You really are. And like fabric arts in particular are something that I very much appreciate with everything from your burlesque to the uh, – and your burlesque is just so amazing when you do any kind of show or oh, performance. Can you tell us you. about like some of the – because you've done – what is it? Night of the Stripping Dead. Like you, you've done yeah. every year. You do a lot of like specialty big shows. Um, Can you share with us some of the maybe the surprises that you have unveiled (laughs) some of your acts? Well, I don't perform that much anymore. um, But when I do, I mostly do bigger events, more horror sort of events around Halloween time. We're still annually throwing Night of the Stripping Dead at the Admiral Theater in Chicago. Um, And usually every year I try to incorporate my vagina as a place for hiding props. So <laughs> you never know what's going to get pulled out or how it will be used. I remember the last one quite fondly. That was that was pretty amazing. The event you, you did at the... You uh, there last Institute. year. No, I drove you, you oh, there. okay. Remember the I drove... The Exorcist one. Yeah, yes, yeah, the yeah. Exorcist one. I drove you there. Yeah. I remember something I about like a... Like, fake yogurt poop or something like i remember seeing a, 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 a social oh, media man. status are we gonna of, go there yeah okay. <laughs> so well, i did yeah i did an exorcist show and in the movie you know linda blair spits up green split pea soup and playing her character i obviously wanted to do my take on that so I had fasted for two days and I had dyed yogurt green and kept putting it in my ass. So I was essentially doing a retention enema for the day. And one of my co-performers was one of the demons from the movie and she did lay on the ground and I did squat over her and I shit green all over her face for our show. (laughs) (laughs) At at the venue that I graduated from. From. Oh my god. (laughs) Which by the way was within the realm of your degree, right? Because it was performance art. Wow. So yeah, that did happen. You did not expect your life to come full circle like that, did you? No, I did not. <laughs> I told my mom I was performing there and she's like, Oh, I'd love to come out and see it. It's like, nope. <laughs> not this nope. one, Mom. There's only been one show she's been allowed to come out and see. Wow. <laughs> and, and what did she think? I assume that was more tame one where you weren't shitting green stuff out of your ass on stage. <laughs> yeah, it was more a classical act years ago. That was a fan dance. It was really pretty. It had a really nice club so it was nothing offensive at all well we are going to wrap it up but first of all i wanted to say one more time thank you again so much we can't wait to see you when we move to henderson and like i'm so excited even more so like we have to do something exciting for your birthday we got to do something exciting for your birthday this year because maya's birthdays are off the hook we've done everything from riding tanks 
laser tag, played an amazing <laughs> game called, what was it, Townies? Was that the name of the game? <laughs> we did homo, uncomfortable homoerotic blood wrestling. Oh, yeah, homoerotic blood wrestling with a theme from American Horror Story. I participated in that yeah. one. That was awesome. I didn't get to celebrate my birthday last year because I was moving. Oh, but if you yeah. remember, I requested a Peaky Blinders style gangbang that I would still very much be interested in for this year. Well, you have noticed my new haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Right. I, I, I'm sorry, Let's but do I, this. I, I do have the beard, but like I did do the Peaky Blinders haircut. So like my beard How's is your giant. British accent? Awful. <laughs> Try it. Go ahead. Try it. Fucking Peaky Blinders. We'll practice a bit and see if we can uh, Birmingham born and bred, ma'am. Does Ooh, my, like does my cock taste funny to you? <laughs> awesome. I think that works. I think that works. All right. So Maya, where yes. can people go to find you? Give us like your social media and you're like, I know there are some people that are like, I gotta see some of these clips. So tell us all the good. Yeah. Well, my member site for videos is mistressmayasinstress.com for scheduling appointments. It's sinstress.net. For some of my videos, you can go to myfetishaddictions.com, myoraladdictions.com. I want myasinstress. Pretty much you can just Google my name and find me almost anywhere involving weird porn. So... Nice. All right. And we will also, for people like driving with a big boner that can't write that down, we will have all of that in our show notes at americansexpodcast.com. And if you have an extra big boner, I can vet them for you at some point. (laughs) But it has to be 11 inches or larger and you have to be able to maintain an erection and have very little body hair. And not talk much. And if you're driving in your car with a massive erection, you should probably pull over right now, jerk off, and eat your cum. Just saying. Nice. Agreed. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) That is sound advice. Sound advice. We love and miss you so much. I miss you guys, too. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. I'll see you guys soon when you move out to Vegas. We will see you soon. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag SciChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.